Hi, Avery. Oh, hey, what's up? <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. So glad to be here. How are you doing for real? For real? I feel, uh, I feel like I'm content. I feel like there is a lot of good things happening in my life and good opportunities, and I feel thankful for those things. Um, I do feel like I am in an incubator a little bit of writing, and um, I think th what I mean is I have a lot of opportunities on the horizon that I'm excited about. I just wish sometimes it would move faster, um, but I feel like that is just the journey of life. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. You just wish it would happen now instead of like it being a long process. I do get that. And that, I feel like that's also a common creator's life complaint. Yeah. Is that like we just have big goals and it's a long process to get there for most people. Yeah. So you just wish like it would happen already. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's true. Like even if you're not a creator, I feel like just where we find ourselves in time and space, everything is happening so fast and so instantaneously that I feel like sometimes um, we think life is supposed to be like that. And I think we can get discontent with that, but I think for all of human history, life has always been slow, right? Like it just takes a while for things to develop and mature. Um, so having the patience to, to let that happen is important to me, I think. Yeah. Or it's important for us to have, um, to hold on to a little bit more with two hands. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, can you like briefly describe your history with improv and how you got involved? Yeah. So I uh, studied acting at Kennesaw State. And so luckily we had a pretty good relationship with Dad's Garage. Um, because we would have instructors from dads come and give us workshops or we would have student nights at dad's garage on Thursday nights. And so all the uh, college kids would go and watch shows. And when I saw my first show at dad's garage, I thought there's no way they're making this up on the spot. Like they were just so quick and so cohesive and so dynamic. Um, and of course, whose line is it anyways is like, you know, that's how so many people even get exposed to improv. Yeah. Um, but I would say Dad's Garage was something totally brand new because it wasn't just games. They were telling full-on stories and narrative arcs through their improv, and it was magic to me. So I was lucky enough to get workshops from um, people like Travis Sharp and Karen Cassidy um, in those days. And so I uh, was lucky enough to, uh, to get into classes and... Uh, Kevin Galise actually kind of uh, gave me a scholarship so that I could take classes at Dad's Garage and took the classes and then I joined the company in 2017 and have been at Dad's ever since. So I perform now and I uh, get to teach classes of my own, which is this weird full circle now. Um, so it's been a great journey. It's been so fun. It's changed my life, honestly, because improv is just... I think all the best things about life, I think we find in the concepts of improv too. Yeah. It's cool. That's interesting. So you didn't do any sort of acting before you just saw improv and wanted to try 
that, but you weren't an actor beforehand? Oh, yeah. I was I was kind of doing both. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. But still, you just saw it and you were like, oh, this is really interesting. Yeah. It, it almost feels overwhelming sometimes when you look at it as a whole, and I'm like, all the parts that go together to make a good improv show. I'm yeah. like, that's a, that's a lot. It is <laughs> a it, lot. And they make it look so easy. Right, right. And in a way, it it, it is... Oh, I think here's what it is. It's simple, and that doesn't always mean it's easy, right? But I think improv is like one of the simplest art forms there is um, because it's just about, hey, be yourself and let others do the same, right? Um, And of course, you can add things like, you know, um, tech elements or having a stage or having, you know, stuff like that, right? Like there is a technique to it, but at the core of what improv is, it's just, let's play. And that's the simplest thing in the world. And it's something, however, that can be very difficult to know how to do well. And I think that's what makes improv so scary, even to actors. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. And that's what's getting funnier about taking classes at dads because I'm in level three now. And yeah. I thought, like, at the when I first started, I thought, oh, by level three, it must be so complicated. They must be doing all these really hard skills and stuff. And then now that I'm in level three, the main thing that they're trying to teach us is to just be grounded and quit overthinking everything and just, like, simplify what's going on. And I'm like, oh, it actually, like, continues to get easier yeah. as opposed to getting more elaborate when you really think about it. It's so true. It's so true it's oftentimes just getting out of your own way yeah is really what it is and I think that's a lot of life getting out of our own way to let yourself be great but also to let others be great because sometimes we can be um, obstacles to others people's success too if we are not comfortable with ourselves you know yeah What's your um, favorite part about teaching improv? And I know you like teaching level two specifically. Yeah. So why is that? So I like teaching improv in general because I think I'm not just teaching people like how to be funny. In fact, I say in the beginning of my classes, you never have to be funny. That's not the point of this. Like tell a story. And I think why I like improv um, and teaching it is I'm teaching people how to be most human. I'm teaching people how to play. I'm teaching people how to be confident in themselves. I'm teaching people how to have conversations with other people. I'm teaching people how to make friends. I'm teaching people, like, I think any skill in improv will make you a better at anything. Like, whatever you want to do in life, it'll make you better at. Um, And level two, I like that level because it's, um, you get to see kind of light bulbs start going off and Mm. not just oh, I get to, you know, be silly and, you know, have fun with with a group of strangers. But then you get to see people get encouraged by the idea of not only do I get to do what I just mentioned, but I also somehow get to craft stories out of nothing. And it's almost like you're getting to see how the sausage is made a little bit in terms of what we kind of surround ourselves with which is storytelling right that's what music is that's what art is that's what netflix is all these things are great stories and i would say intrinsically as humans we are storytellers right we understand what story is that's why we surround ourselves with it all the time right like what got us through covid stories what do we do when we come home from work watch stories Right. Um, And so I think that's what's really cool is like getting to see the best of storytelling and how to do that on the fly. 
Yeah, and it's interesting because it's like the elements that are used in improv are used, like you said, in like a lot of other things. Like that relationship is like common whether you're watching a movie or a TV show. And in improv, it's just like a very slim, simplistic form of that. Where yeah. It's just like the bare bones of a story kind of in a way, that like a story that has potential. So it's just like it's interesting that it's just taken down to such – a basic level and it's I don't know I just and I enjoy it as an art form more than like just a show I yeah guess. honestly some of the best stories that I've seen have been improvised stories because it's so honest and it's true and it's delightful and it's fun and it's heartfelt sometimes it's really cool when you can just layer those elements in a in an improv show and it's more magic that way you know for some reason because it's you're not like planning out these beats you're just connecting with another human being and whatever happens happens and it's so great to laugh you know when things mess up so what whatever no big deal we'll make it work yeah oh i just feel like you were made to do improv like it's just right up your alley and it's just like so it's so nice to see how much you enjoy it even after having done it for four ish years right yeah like and to see how much you still love it yeah i guess i'm i've been doing it for what since 2017 so a long time now almost right i think it keeps you young and again it's about finding joy i think within yourself and with others um so what is there not to like what else is there in life you know what i mean yeah so what is like a goal that you have for yourself in terms of your improv career like would you like it to be an even bigger part of your life than it is now or do you think it'll always kind of remain a side hobby to like something else that you would rather pursue yeah that's interesting I think I will take the elements of improv no matter what I do um I think comedy is such a even as a writer um comedy will always find itself in my pieces um yeah if I could just do if I could like be Colin Mockery or like, you know, any one of those guys from Who's Line, I would totally do that. I would do improv and I would do voiceover because I love voiceover too for kind of those same reasons that I like improv. You can be anybody. You can be playful. It's really, really fun. Um, so, yeah, I would say I would love to do festivals. I would love to do an sh- improv-based show. Um, I would do something like sketch comedy even. Um, so, in terms of the goals, I feel like I'm already like living the dream. So everything else is kind of like gravy. Yeah. Oh, that's so nice. I'm so glad that you're teaching there. And like, I'm, I was jealous that I wasn't in your level two class. Um, Obviously mine was also great, but, um, (laughs) I know that you're a really good teacher. So. (laughs) Oh, thanks. Yeah. I mean, it's all about, uh, different philosophies and I feel like, you know, we've gotten to play a lot together on stage. So that's been, uh, I think you learn, from people no matter what if you get to be with somebody in that scenario there's always a lesson there so yeah. uh unknowingly you've probably learned stuff from me as i've learned stuff from you what what's a good piece of advice do you think for people who are just starting out in improv but have an interest in like growing and getting better like what's a solid piece of advice that would be helpful watch as much improv as you can like when you're watching improv you're also playing even if you're not on stage And so, um, because there's always something to be learned, right? You can learn from good improv, you can learn from bad improv, you can learn from mediocre improv. And it is, we are better learners when we're watching something because we imitate, we're imitators as humans. Um, And so it's always easier to 
uh, watch something and then try to do it, right? So yeah. I would say that's the second thing. After you watch something, go try it, right? Have a jam in a basement if you have to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because um, that's it's all about reps. And I think sometimes we neglect how many reps you're getting, even if you're just watching. Yeah. That's a good point because I find that when I don't go to shows for a while, for whatever reason, if I have like, you know, two or three other days that week when I'm already doing improv and I'm like, you know, maybe I don't really want to see a show this weekend. I do kind of notice that after a while, there are things that I should know that I'm forgetting because I'm not watching it more and I'm not watching other people do it. And then I'm not actively getting up there and doing it. Um, I definitely feel that kind of like pull back where when I go again the next time to a jam or something I'm like okay I need to refocus right yeah and like remember what I'm doing um because I feel like it's also easy to get caught up if you're a newer improviser and you're still like getting used to trying new things on in front of people right it's it's easy to be self-conscious and not actually be actively watching and listening exactly and I think we get an inspiration from people that we've watched do things that we never would have thought of. And that's the beauty of getting to watch improv is you get to see different philosophies on stage and different ways of approaching even a, a problem in improv. Like maybe something happens, like somebody digs themselves in a hole on stage. So how do they get themselves out or how do they handle um, maybe socially like touchy uh, subjects, right? Yeah. Um, and it can give you ideas about how to um, do your own improv. So I think it's really beneficial. Yeah. Have you ever had a moment yourself on stage where it was like either really good or really bad, but it was just memorable and you remember learning something? <laughs> like, oh, do you have yeah. like a profound moment? I remember when... I did my first silent scene. I think the ability to make a story happen without words was something that was really beneficial to me. Um, I would say as an actor, I'm very physical. And I would say as a person, I, I yeah. talk with my hands. I'm very like animated <laughs> in my body. Yeah. Um, and, you know, a lot of the improv that I watch and the improv I was exposed to, um, it was all about witty quips right things that you could say that were funny like puns plays on words um but silent scenes i remember the first one i did it just really opened up a new possibility for me of what improv could be because we didn't have words so just the ability to use uh my acting and use emotions and use facial expressions and it really um gave me that access to the physical comedy side that i think a lot of people don't have like that skill and so it was really a big encouragement that what made me me because I'm so physical actually could be brought into improv right just like somebody who's good at puns like my friend Danny Logan he's like so good at puns and <laughs> he can just whip them out and he does that in scenes and it's so beautiful to see that what he excels at he can just use in any scene and I felt that way too when I did the silent scene I could just yeah. use my body and it, it translated and it was well received and it was like one of the best scenes ever really yeah wait that's awesome that like that honestly sounds like a really great practice exercise i don't know why i've never we've never done that before oh um, yeah because like i struggle a lot with object work that's probably the one thing i do the least and sure. like you have to if mm -hmm. you can't say words so that would be a really great exercise yeah and it oh. it takes pressure off of 
of of you to to have to be funny a lot of the times because physical yeah. comedy you can whatever you can do physically I always say this in class whatever you can do physically is going to be 10 times more effective than anything witty you could ever say right even as children right our first physical comedy is somebody slipping on a banana peel right and falling like mm-hmm. it's its own it's its own comedy um and yeah. we just get that um naturally as humans does that make sense yeah yeah no that that makes sense and like yeah sometimes too I feel like that's more of a beginner thing because I know I did this where it was like you're looking for jokes sometimes if you don't know where you're driving like what direction you're driving in and that kind of like takes that crutch away from you in a way where it's like you can't just say a funny one-liner although those are funny like and you want to use those when you when they are there and they happen, but like, it's not a crutch you want to have. Right. So that's a good, that's a good, okay. Noted. (laughs) 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 Um, um, But I was going to ask you, what's something on stage that you do feel you are strong at, like a good skill that you have in your back pocket. And what's something that maybe you don't feel as confident doing, or it's something you're working on. Oh yeah, that's great. I feel that I'm really great again, at physical comedy, I would say that lends itself to character work. I'm really good at playing characters that are like big and just freaking obnoxious, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I liken myself to Jim Carrey. I grew up a lot on Jim Carrey. And so he's wacky. And I feel like I have characters that are just wacky like that. I see that connection 100%. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And something that I'm working on is actually my musical improv. And I would say that's so hard um, to, to rhyme and to still story tell at the same time it's such a cool skill that i see um that's why musical theater is so hard even if you rehearse musical theater is still one of the hardest things ever because you have to act and you have to sing and you have to hit the right notes and you have to dance and move it's like using all the faculties that you can at once um and so improv is already hard enough so then to add rhyming and storytelling and pitch on to it is is it's like the i don't even know what's that it's like it's like the the hardest oh it's it's like the mount olympus the mount everest of like improv feats that's what it is (laughs) no honestly because i used to and i do kind of get bored with musicals hot take i know but when you look at them as individual skills like okay people can sing people can dance people can act not that they're easy but like people can do them yeah and in my head i'm like you know i'm sure i could do that right (laughs) but like when then when you actually try to do it it's like not only is it hard to do all those things but then to do them all at the same time is a lot and then and then you also like you said you have to rhyme too that is totally a muscle to work on it's so hard and people who do it well it is like you you know it's magical you know that they are like so good even i don't know even if like even if you're not excellent at it even just the gumption to even like the the bar is already so high if you even get close to the bar it's impressive yeah. You know? Yeah. It yeah, to to just do it passively. Yeah. It's hard. <laughs> so hard. I was talking to Fiona cuz she wants to do a musical class or like series of classes or something like yeah. that because um we were talking about how there isn't a lot of musical improv 
typically like in as far as like beginner classes go because it is so hard yeah so it would be great to have more of those and get to try more of those because <laughs> i also would just i would like to be able to do it passively like if somebody made me sing i would be able to right but but and i think like i'm basically there but i would just like to get to the point where it's not terrifying to like go to the musical jams because right. i'm always afraid that jt is gonna make me sing <laughs> oh yeah really <laughs> i'm like no well yeah that's the point of the musical jam yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> you know i see where he's coming from <laughs> <laughs> give give jt a pass this one yeah <laughs> but yeah i think that's so i think it is kind of a missing uh component of beginner classes um is how to integrate music into what we're doing so that is awesome because you can be an experienced improviser and still benefit so much from how to view music and uh in all the theories or like the theory of music in the same mm -hmm. way that we view the theory of storytelling yeah yeah what is something that people learn by doing improv that you think anyone should learn at some point in their lives even people that aren't interested in doing improv Oh man, you're gonna get me, get me started, Riley. <laughs> uh, like I said before, I think it you learn how to be a human, and what I mean by that is you learn how to be humble, because improv is the most humiliating thing that you can experience, or not humiliate. I guess humbling, humbling. Yes, thing yeah. you can, but it can be humiliating, yeah. right? Like um, because you have to make yourself vulnerable. Um, and you have to rely on other people. And I think particularly where we find ourselves uh, in the United States, in the Western part of the globe in 2023, that is a skill that is being torn away from us in the face of um, individuality and um, just like all the things that are at our fingertips. It makes us feel like we, are, we really are an island unto ourselves. And I think what improv helps us to see is that you're not. We need each other. We need each other. And in fact, we're better together, as hard as that sounds. Um, so I think it teaches you humility. I think it teaches you um, how to be more confident in yourself too, though, right? Because that's the thing. It's not like just because I'm being more humble that I'm like self-deprecating, right? It's like, no, I'm just giving each of us space to be ourselves. And I think um, it's such a great skill of just knowing how to um, share space and share focus and root for each other. It's so, it's, it's the best thing in life, you know? Um, and practically, I think it helps you to think outside the box of yeah. just like life, you know? Like there is, you know, certain lanes, but it teaches you to problem solve in creative ways, uh, teaches you to make connections where there seemingly might not be any. And I think that's a skill for any walk of life or any sector. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally agree. It just like the, like, it, it's almost like um, once you start thinking out of the box like that, then it's hard not to. Like, I, yeah. I now find it very easy to do that. Whereas when I first started, that was like the one thing that I know I used to talk to Kim about all the time. We were like, we're just not as funny as them like they're saying all these funny things like I would have never thought about it like that right and now that I do it more often and I watch it more often I'm just that now is just how I would look at things yes. as opposed to coming in with more of a closed mind and that's kind of a freeing idea too yeah absolutely and I would say it teaches you to be a better listener I think it goes hand in hand with you know leaving space for others um 
I think improv has definitely helped me with that. Like how to not just hear what somebody's saying, but actually like deeply listen to every part of what they're saying, like inflection, energy. Um, I think especially guys in particular get in trouble with that, right? With their <laughs> ladies, like you're not listening to me, right? It's like, no, man, here's what you said, right? But it's like, no, you're not listening to me. Yeah. Um, and I think there are levels to that of how to listen. And I think improv just sharpens that skill about how to listen to the big picture, but also the the tiny details simultaneously. Yeah, because you when you're watching improv or like you're gonna you're ready to jump in or something like you really do have to pay attention to all the little details and especially like if that character that you're going to jump in for like if they have accents if right. they like stand a certain way like you have to be watching the whole time yeah so it, it, i feel like once you do that more you will be more present and better things will just kind of come to you in the moment or like things that make more sense because you have a really good idea of who's there and what's happened so you can take the story somewhere that is like cohesive to what has already started yeah i think you nailed it on the head with being present that's what improv does for us it allows us to be present which i think again is another something that is being stolen from us where we find ourselves in time and space in history right like what is death scrolling other than i'm good i'm trying to be anywhere else but being here you know what is anxiety it's like i'm worried about the future and i'm worried about the past right uh being present is like improv gives us that skill and it gives us that practice and that way to to manifest the realities of what it means to be present yeah that's such a good way to put it and it's yeah it's i honestly feel feel that it's really a nice thing for people who like especially if you work like a nine to five and you have like a long ass day where it's kind of like yeah you know just kind of going through the motions sometimes Mm. it's nice to then be involved in an activity where you really do have to be present or you're not going to improve which obviously you don't want but also like you might do something that's like embarrassing like it might not make sense it might like not be funny because it doesn't go with what was happening and like it forces you to be present and so it that feels like a really nice switch for me at the end of the day and then along with that it's such a the community is so like yeah i don't know how to describe it really but like i feel like you have a lot of good quality conversations with a lot of people because everyone is just interested in meeting people interested in learning more about improv like there's this shared like connection between everyone yeah so it makes it very like tight-knit in a way it's so true because we're sharing those skills of being ourselves but also making space and I think that's why improv is so addicting in that way uh we have to say in our classes at dads that hey improv feels like therapy but it's not (laughs) right and we have to say that because it feels so euphoric and therapeutic and like what you're saying the community that you build um just by nature of everybody's making themselves an idiot everybody's listening to other people make themselves an idiot and there's something about that that's unifying and again i think it's because it makes us most human and i think that's what in all of our various ways and walks of life that's what we're all searching for is like the meaning of what it really truly means to be human and i think improv has a a very good um philosophy about what that is and there's nothing more unifying than us laughing together right like laughter is such 
is such a gift. Um, I love videos of like <laughs> people who are laughing because it just makes you want to laugh, you know, and yeah. it's so contagious. Um, and I think too, to your point about community, like what I love about, especially the Atlanta community is it brings just people from all these different walks of life that typically wouldn't find themselves in the same room together, yeah. right? Like age, gender, race, all these different types of ways of uh, categorizing ourselves find themselves in improv spaces all around the world. It's not like, it's so interesting. Um, there's this guy named Augusto Boal, and he did this uh, movement called Theater of the Oppressed. And basically what it was is, uh, this is a South American guy, mm -hmm. and it was basically a way to, to protest the government, right? Um, I think this was like the 70s is what I want to say, or 80s. Um, but all it was, it was just improv. They were just doing improv, and the people were co like coming in like flocks to do this because it gave them voices, and it unified them in this common cause. And... Um, that was something that was really inspiring to me when I learned about him because it was it just showed the power of intrinsically what happens when we're all committed to laughter and committed to making ourselves idiots and all these things when we can humble ourselves to do so. Yeah. <laughs> have you been working out? Have I been working out yeah. in general? Yeah, like do you like to work out and yes. have you been recently? Um yes and yes. I think it is another vital part of being human. Like, mm -hmm. I think it's so, like, grounding and it, you know, endorphins and it keeps you young, you know, because we are all fighting time <laughs> one way or another and stiffness. So yeah. I think working out is part of um, just what is healthy. But also I have a sports background. Oh, uh, so, yeah, I played football, did wrestling, did track. So I would say a lot of, like, the disciplines of, like, my younger life um, kind of have carried over. And I'm glad that it's something that I had from younger life to kind of um, ground myself in because it is such a benefit. I'm glad I, like, am not having to play catch up with what it is to work out, you know? Yeah, yeah. I know it's something I actually was just thinking about the other day. Like, I'm so glad that I was taught how to work out at a young age because at the time I was like, I don't really want to do this. But right. now that I'm older, I'm like, I'm just so glad that I can walk into a gym and feel comfortable and, like, be able to get a good workout in yeah uh, like it's such a privilege because some people really just were never taught that if they didn't play sports and so yeah. they don't understand how to get a good workout in and like that's sad because it is a really great thing to do it, like makes you mentally feel better physically feel better like it feels like a privilege to be able to use it well yeah like that skill absolutely that's actually something recently i was like what are, what are things i'm insecure about like in my free time, I should probably work on those, you know, oh, yeah. it's good to have less, less, right? And so I was like, you know, I feel like I have really weak arms. And so recently I've been going to my little apartment gym and like working on my arms and I can already feel a big difference in just like the amount of reps that I can do before feeling really, really sore. Oh, good. Um, yeah, so man. Nice. You're going to get those pull-ups in. We got, yeah. that's, that's the goal. Let's see. It is April. You can do it by December. One pull-up. December. Yeah. <laughs> That's your yeah, I hope I hope. homework from me to you. <laughs> One pull up. You know, I set high hard. goals. I set high goals. Yeah. Uh, what is like a goal outside of your career that you have for yourself in Ooh, the near future? That's so good. I want, well, it's kind of attached to my career. 
but I would say that I want to be able to uh, give more money to organizations or people or time, I guess, you know, they can go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. um, I would just volunteer more with making the world better and brighter because it's so much. There's so much like suffering happening everywhere. You know what I mean? And I... Um, I think I've been given so many privileges to find myself where I am in time and space, you know, um, with the things that I get to do, with the people that I get to do them with. And so I just want to create that opportunity for other people, you know, because there's a lot of people in my life and in just history of just being, you know, a black man, right? Um, in this country, people have made sacrifices so that I can do freaking improv with friends. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like never before in history has somebody like me have been been able to say that. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. And so I want to be able to give that to people um, who don't think that's possible for them. Mm -hmm. Would you ever want to like get involved in something where improv is brought to people who wouldn't normally have access to it? Like I know yes. at my high school, because I went to a small school, like kind of in the country-ish, like nothing like that was even available or like nearby. Yeah. And I always think like, I wish I would have started when I was way younger because these skills definitely would have helped with my self-esteem in high school, you know? Exactly. Absolutely. hundred percent. I've always had this dream. This is kind of, I don't even know how to get to this dream. Like, but I, so I have this love for, for the Latino community. And so I incidentally speak Spanish uh, and I've always had this like fleeting dream of like, I want to open up like a center in like Peru that is like an art center for people who don't have it or I don't know, Ecuador or whoever. I don't even really know. Um, but I think it's for that exact reason. Just exposure to um, arts in general will make your community better, right? Yeah. And I, I know that like when I was growing up, I was always told that the arts are just expensive and that was why like they weren't a priority at school sure. or, like in the community and it's like it doesn't have to be expensive right. like it doesn't have to be and it and can I definitely an, be taught it's an excuse i think it's an excuse yeah we spend money on so many frivolous stupid things um i i it is it, it is expensive um i think that we put our money where we find value in things I think we don't find value in arts generally, which is why it's said it's too expensive for what I value it to be. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. It's only expensive because it's not high value to you. Like, yeah. you know, it's like sports at an SEC university. Like, that's effing expensive, but right. like, they're going to pay it because they think it's like the best thing in the world. Yeah. So. And it's the exact same thing as improv or as a play. Right? It's watching people work well together. That's it. Yeah. You know? When you think about it, yeah. That's all it is. They're Whoa. not changing anybody's life. Like, what do you think? The Atlanta Falcons is changing anybody's life? No. Yeah. We go to see them do something well together, which is take a piece of plastic and move it down the, the grass. Yeah. That's all they do. And I also love watching sports fans that are, like, so wanting a storyline and when yeah. you really watch it and it's 
like the most memorable sports moments or like the biggest games have been based off of some sort of relationship that has happened yeah and like is growing in a different direction and like those games only have value because of that relationship and like the lead into it exactly right like why was it so devastating to people like people were like upset like emotionally moved that the falcons lost the super bowl when it you know against the patriots yeah and what was what was the upsetting moment we were winning and then the patriots came back and beat us right we were the underdogs who had a shot to win but ultimately the the big bad patriots came to rule the day right that's the that's a story you know and and we spend so much money to see those stories played out in real time I've been thinking about this recently too. One of the reasons why I was going to play tennis, but I ended up not playing tennis because I did one lesson. It was bad. (laughs) Oh, you stopped the first lesson? (laughs) Well, I made it through the first one. And I was like, you know, this just isn't for me. Um, (laughs) Too much running. um, It's harder than it looks. Turns out. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, you just thought you're going to wear it. My sister's like that, too. She just thought she's going to wear her cute little skirt and her cute little visor. (laughs) Yeah, I I was thinking, like, we were going to be volleying. Yeah. And no, no, we had a machine shooting it at me, and I was like, this is above my skill level. (laughs) (laughs) But um, the reason that I like improv or that I've been liking improv a lot more recently is, like, it's a skill set that you can carry with you for your whole life. Whereas you can love football for a short period of time, but it's just not going to happen anymore at some point. Um, But then improv is something that you can carry for a really long time. Yeah. I would even say you get better at it as you get older because you Mm -hmm. have more life experiences. You've had more time to see more shows. And it kind of goes hand in hand with acting. Like you get better at acting the older you get because you become more mature and you have more life experiences like i said and you're able to view things at different angles more so than you can when your brain isn't as developed you know yeah and i think too when you're older you are more secure with yourself in general right and i think that kind of goes hand in hand obviously with the tools that improv gives you right yeah yeah and um i think that's an important part you know like I think there is this weird middle ground of improv age. I think young kids get it really, really well. I think people past a certain age get it really, really well. Um, I think this weird in between when you're so worried about what other people think or about, you know, like who, how cool you are or what you look like or not wanting to make yourself an idiot in front of people. Um, I get it. You know, we've all been there one way or another, but I think that does create barriers to accessing the the big, beautiful, wild world that improv gives you. Yeah. The purge happens. Yeah. What is your, what are your skills and assets that you think would really help you either excel in that situation or be killed quickly? Oh, yeah, that's interesting. The purge happens. So with the understanding that people are trying to kill people. Yeah, it's like everybody for themselves. Everybody for themselves. I'm good at bringing people together. (laughs) Okay. So I'm good at like, I would say that I'm good at galvanizing a group. Um, And I would say that I don't, I feel like I make friends easily. And I'm good at like, uh, you know, connecting with people in a way. So I feel like I could might be able to talk my way out of like a 
a KKK meeting, you know? Like, I feel like, hey, hey guys, can we, uh, can we have some coffee here or what? I feel like I have that, have that charisma, <laughs> right? <laughs> and so if but the like, purge happens, wrong. yeah. <laughs> if the purge happens, I might, I might be able to sweet talk some people out of like, hey man, you don't want to do this. Appeal, I'll appeal to their humanity. Um, That's actually not, a really good answer. <laughs> <laughs> if not, though, I got hands too. Like, I'm not, you know, I know I smile a lot and I'm bubbly, but if I had to take care of business, I know how to. Okay, you know? word. Um, yeah, I know y'all y'all experience mostly a very different Avery than who, than who I could have been. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, maybe you don't, but that's a good thing. No, um, yeah, I could see that. Everybody, ha- everybody has that, like, switch of, like, okay, if we're not fucking around anymore. Like, oh, yeah. 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 Um, I get that. But that's interesting. You are so good at galvanizing a group. Yeah. You really are. So even if I couldn't take on the whole world by myself i know the i know the, the posse who could you know what i'm saying <laughs> like i could recruit people to be I can on make my a team. Good team yeah absolutely you'd be a great <laughs> little zombie apocalypse scene well, and i'm a good judge of character too so i would find mm. that those trustworthy you know ones who get to be in the circle so what if you're a good judge of character i know there are like a lot of good qualities about a person like trustworthiness reliability kindness and all that stuff but like what are things that you do notice in people that make you want to bring them into your life and hold them closer than other people that you're okay with just being acquaintances with? Sure, that's so good. I think um, generosity. I think generosity is such, it, it speaks for itself. Um, and I think there's a way to be generous that is like, I'm doing this to get attention or I'm doing this because um, to, to get you to owe me, right? And I then I think there's people who do it just like they're just like rivers of just I want to give right. And I think honestly the same things that I listen for as, in a good improvising partner right. Somebody who's like fully themselves but also has the maturity or insights to listen well, um, because it's nothing better than being in an improv scene with somebody who's generous who's like. I'm going to act my ass off and I'm going to, but I'm going to give you space to make some cool offers. And when our, our magic collides, it makes something beautiful. Um, so I would say, yeah, those people, yeah, close to my heart and in honesty too, to look at themselves honestly and willingness to take a note, you know? Um, so they're, they don't have so much ego or insecurity that they're crushed if somebody gives them criticism, you know, mm-hmm. or they take it too personally um, they're able to look at the ideas and make it us versus the issue. Um, I love people who can do that. Yeah, that's a really good one. And I feel like that's when you have relationships like that where you can be really honest with each other because you both know that you're coming from a place of love. And yes. I was just talking to Kim about this yesterday. It really helps you build a much closer and like deeper friendship with someone if you can be honest with them because then it allows you to be more of yourself but then also you're giving them honest feedback as someone who loves them and wants them to succeed and so them having someone tell them that from like a kind place as opposed to finding it out later or like just not knowing what it is like that's a really valuable thing to have in a friend and like while you do want to make your friends feel good obviously 99% of the time it is also important to be a good friend in the sense that you're going to tell them things that you know they should hear absolutely absolutely and if you if you can do that consistently yeah you're in my inner circle right 
Because um, I think that's part of, like, the generosity I'm talking about. You're generous enough to tell me things that I need to hear that I can't see myself, right? Or that I don't notice about myself. Um, because that's how we all get better, right? All ships rise with the tide. Yeah, who you surround yourself with tells you more about yourself versus anything else, really, that we can really uh, quantify. Well, is there anything that we didn't talk about that you would be interested in talking about? Um, no, not really. This You're is like, fun. no, I'm done. <laughs> no, no. I'm just I lots to talk about, but not on the record. No, Ooh. yeah, I felt that. <laughs> no, yeah, it's yeah, it's true. Um, because sometimes I say a lot of stupid stuff. <laughs> that when I <laughs> when I listen back to what I'm editing, I'm like. Oh, what was I thinking? Like, why did I say that? I don't think so. Um, I think you're very genuine and honest. And you like, you're kind of off the wall. Like, you're off the wall sometimes, but it's not stupid. It's just like, uh, it, it's very, um, I don't know. Oh, it's very spontaneous sometimes, um, which yeah. is very fun. But yeah, thank you for sharing your experience with improv too, because I know you have a long history and you are successful at it. So it's interesting to know your viewpoint on things yeah thanks it's i think everybody should do improv just like i think everybody should be a server and everybody mm. should have a crappy first car i think they all go hand in hand because it teaches you such good character building skills you know well yeah this has been great what so do you fun. have like what what do you have upcoming that people can be excited for or what what are you, what's upcoming that you're excited for yeah so i am me and reed uh who i know a lot of people know in around the improv community um we are doing uh, a show that uh we're really excited about it was previewed at the the fool's gold improv festival um mm. but it's basically going to be of a more interactive version of improv um right now i think the working title is called mob rule uh, or mob prov um, but it's basically a mix between jackbox games if you ever played those on your phone mm-hmm. um and um between jackbox games and improv so i'm really excited about that i think it's going to be really fun um and a great way to get the audience involved in playing and having uh even more of an interactive experience with improv well thanks so much this has been great seriously yeah so fun riley i could just talk to you all night dude yeah i absolutely and i think we will (laughs) yeah (laughs) like in other like nights yeah 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 Yeah, because we're friends i'll I'll come change your tire (laughs) you and me we're friends but only the back tire (laughs) yeah 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 Yeah. once again what are you ready Oh, but seriously, thanks. And I'm excited for your new show and for your dad's shows and to just, like, continue hanging out with you. Yeah. Woo! Woo!